0: Welcome to the InstaMamas show. Hi, this is Rachel. And this is Natalie. And And we are the InstaMamas. We are Sisters with a Podcast. Where we talk about everything from adoption, foster care, healthy, clean living, motherhood, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. We about to ruffle some feathers, ladies. Yes, we and And gentlemen. Who listen to the show, too. Yes, we have men who listen to our (laughs) show. Um, And men want to learn about motherhood. Yeah, and we're so thankful for you guys. Anyone who listens, um, remember you can always give us a review, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the topic that we're about to talk about is... I want to say political. I want to say controversial. I would just say... um, Okay, it is a bit controversial because... And we're going to talk about all the aspects of it, but we were trying to title this episode and we thought, is self-care selfish? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know right there, like even you just saying that kind of like puts the hairs on the back of my head, like, oh, like, because nobody wants to be selfish, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think a lot of times in my life, I do deal with selfishness. Yeah, and motherhood and marriage bring out. Selfishness mm-hmm. in us. People think that oh I'm gonna get married and all my problems are gonna go away and my life is gonna be better and I'm coming up on ten years of marriage and I will say being married, my life is better. But when I got married, a magnifying glass was put on my selfishness. Yeah. And it was so that God could say, Hey, I'm calling you to something deeper, something greater. And then I was like, Oh, I'm a pretty selfless person. I served my husband and then I became a mom and I was like, Oh my gosh. I am a selfish person and not in a way that like, Oh, I'm so bad. I need 40 lashes, but, <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> but, um, but in a way that like we all need God and we mm-hmm. are all selfish human beings and without the Lord, um, it's just not good. And, and Rachel and I were talking about this before and we're like, oh, so I don't know. We finally got to the point where like, Oh yeah, when we, try to be better and try to follow the bible it's for our benefit mm-hmm. it's not i'm like oh i'm going to be a sol- a selfless pious wonderful person yeah. so that people can see me no that's that is not a godly attitude we want to be selfless people because because it makes our lives better yeah and i and my biggest thing is i never want to come off as arrogant and i think sometimes maybe because As like pride is something I struggle with. So I do come off as arrogant. and But my heart behind it is not to be like that. Here in this podcast, Natalie and I decided that we really wanted to hold up our topics and what we express and our views in a biblical manner. So, Mm -hmm. I mean... Because that's how we try to live our lives. We make a lot of mistakes and we're going to be vulnerable with you about some of our mistakes Mm -hmm. in this podcast. But the reason we wanted to bring it to light is because... There's so much mis like misunderstood, like Christianese like feel good quotes floating around the internet yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. and especially moms, um, like in the way that we move around in society, I feel like there's so much pressure on moms that they feel like they need self care, and they do. They need to be cared for. Moms are the caregivers most of the time. Whether you're mm-hmm. a full time working mom you end up coming home and be a full-time caregiver. Yeah, especially if you're a single mom, too. Like, if you're a single mom, you're doing it all. Mm -hmm. So you don't have anyone that can just go and give you a break. Like, you literally are everything. And I can't... I mean, I was a single mom for a year when my husband and I were separated, but it was so hard. It was so, so hard. And us being back together, it is so nice because, you know, just the other day um, I wanted to go to the gym, and I usually go in the morning with my daughter... And the YMCA right now is really hard to get your kids into the child care center. You have to you like... You wake sit. up at midnight. Yeah, you have to set because everything... Because of COVID, everything has to be reserved. And so we have to reserve the childhood... child Childhood. We have to reserve the child care. You have to reserve your class if you want to go. And you have to wake up at midnight sometimes. And I forgot to wake up and set our time. And I was really frustrated because it's like, man, I really want to go to the gym and work out. But... When my husband came home, he said, why don't you just go to the gym? Um, She was still napping, and he's like, I'll just, you know, she's fine. You just go. And that was so nice, but if you're a single mom, you just don't have that. And for me personally, there's some people who hate working out, but that is my... Self-care? I guess the way that it's good for my body. It's the way that I can honor my body. Because caring for yourself is a godly principle. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that scripture about the man who looks in the mirror and doesn't fix if you don't if you look in the mirror and don't fix what's wrong that's Mm -hmm. foolishness you know and our bodies are temples and there's so many things about so like the idea of self-care is in and of itself is it's a good thing but it's Mm -hmm. when we take it to the point of selfishness is which we do with often and you know i think there's a lot of women like you know when they say oh my husband's babysitting the kids He ain't babysitting his own kids, all right? He is watching his children. And even biblically, like, the Lord knows that we need rest. The Lord knows that we need to take care of ourselves. I mean, (laughs) that's that's what the Sabbath is for. (laughs) He was, like, the only being in the universe that didn't need a day to rest, and he took a day to rest after he created us because to give us an example that on the seventh day, we rest. God yeah. rested. If it was good enough for God, it's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he would even say, like, you're not supposed to work on this day. You're not. And I know people have taken it and made it very religious. And um, my husband and I have gone and seen a movie on a Sunday. <gasps> you know, it's like, it. but the point is that the Lord is saying, you need to take one day out of the week to just rest and bask in my goodness. Like, what a gracious God. And that was kind of back in the day. Um, in Moses' time, when God was first giving the Ten Commandments and telling the people all these things that they needed people to People worked do. seven days a week. Yeah, and they, they were, were slaves. He mm-hmm. was telling this to the Israelites. They were literally slaves. They never got a day of rest. And so the Lord was giving this to them as a gift. I mean, he's, he asked for the Sabbath right in the beginning, but then and again when he made a new covenant with the people as they were coming out of Egypt, out of captivity... He was saying you need to take the seventh day to rest mm-hmm. and make sure you have even enough food. Like women didn't even have to cook on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. We cook seven days a week. We do. But... I should start telling my family, okay, on Sundays I don't cook. Because but, you I'm know, and, and observe the Sabbath. You know, we were talking about there used to be very clear roles in society and some of them were unfair. Um and we because we live in a cruel and 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 godless society, and a lot of times, and because we're sinners, and we don't live, in like, God created us to live in this perfect paradise, and we screwed it up from mm-hmm. the beginning, and so, you know, even the idea how womanhood is now, you know, women used to be the stay-at-home mom, but being a stay-at-home mom was, a, like, I don't know, I would say it was a lot harder 200 years ago, 500 oh, yeah, years ago. Oh, yeah, when you're having to make your own bread, and like, I complain about doing laundry, but I'm not squeezing it out on the laundry machine or yeah. hanging it up on the line, I'm or... carrying it down to the river, and, <laughs> yeah, like, you know. So like making my own lye soap, yeah, out of the animal that you butchered and then <laughs> prepared for dinner, you know. Like I mean, I we have it much easier. The invention of of um, laundry machines. What are they called? a washer and dryer I know all the words I'm so smart I know usually I'm the one stumbling over and being like wait what's that word so as our society changed and as women I even hate the word society whenever my students would like use it in papers I'd be like this is such a vague term they'd be like society's evil so, you know, but it's like you're start. always saying society. Maybe it's you. No, <laughs> if it's me, it's because society made me that way. Society made me <laughs> this way. Uh, I love teaching high school. Teenagers are wonderful. But, um, but I was just thinking about this a lot. You know, for us, it, then when women entered the workforce and now there's so many women working, we didn't shift the woman's role at home. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the thing that the self-care movement is kind of came out of was there was these women that worked full-time and then came home and worked another full-time job, a couple of full-time jobs. Because I know, I mean, I I have a special needs child and it complicates my being a stay-at-home mom. I think I do have probably a busier schedule than some stay-at-home moms, but um, I also get respite. I get help from programs that we're involved in. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of help from my church and then the... Um, We're in a program that people get paid to come into our home and help my daughter with her special needs. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it helps me. I'm really glad I... But I can't imagine working and also trying to maintain her very busy schedule, get Mm -hmm. her to all her special needs appointments, get her to her special preschool, and didn't get to enjoy my children. So too many women are coming home from work, having to cook and clean and get the babies in bed. And it's ten o'clock at night, and they have been going since six that morning, and they are burnt out. Yeah, and so and then a lot of times what you do is just kind of binge watch shows on TV because you're like, this is my time to be alone and watch my shows or whatever you like to do. Natalie likes to read. Um, I like to journal and draw at the end of the day. I actually don't have a TV. But- I can tell if Rachel's getting really like stressed out in life if she starts crafting a lot. <laughs> be like you've been crafting a lot what's what's going on are you okay you're just crafting your emotions like yeah like like, you I made you this ornament oh that's the 10th one this week Uh, yeah let's have a check-in and like mental health is very important for women because I feel like we've lost our sanity but we've talked about this before women were not supposed to do it again uh, alone let me say it again for those in the back Women were not supposed to do this alone. <laughs> yeah, even when women, you know, a hundred, even fifty years ago, I talked to our grandma, and she always had someone else at her house. So did our mom. Yeah, our there mom was always always had an auntie over. living with us for a period, or her um, younger siblings, a neighbor come. who popped in and said, "Oh, I have some cookies. I baked extra. Here's some for you." And then mom did the same thing, and they babysat for each other, and they didn't pay each other. And then we're we're in this weird thing where we're in a group on on Facebook with a bunch of moms where we live. And it's this, we're trying to create that community online. And there's lots of really good things about online because people are like, what's your favorite dentist? And you get 75 recommendations. Yeah, well, and we talked about this last week in our podcast. If you go back and listen, we talked about how the difference between real connection and online connection. There's some really good things. Like, I am in a group with about 500 people that are all... Christian families who have adopted from India specifically that's awesome and it's very well curated no one's mean to each, but it's such an amazing resource Um, Mm -hmm. but and I feel very kin and connected to those people but they're not my community Mm -hmm. but we love on each other we send each other Christmas cards so and because there's I don't have another family in my immediate circle that's exactly like us there's other families that are you know mixed race or adoptive families But it's really nice to have, like, just put a thing on and everyone in the group instantly understands and I don't have to explain myself. Yeah, and... But it's not the same as you and I sitting Mm -hmm. together and... I fold your laundry with you. Yeah, and I think that's why women feel like they have this need for self-care. But if you're late at night and you're watching your shows or crafting or whatever you do to help calm down at the end of the night, then all of a sudden, where's your time with your husband? Or where's your time with the Lord? Or where's your, all of a sudden, these things, and then that's where you come to. i Where's your time. time for yourself. Yeah. Because, you know, self-care, whether it's like, uh, you know, getting massage or I mean, whatever it is, or... You know, honestly, I think working women should have the self-care of hiring a house cleaner. Yeah, I <laughs> because, do think, like, there ha- something, the problem is, like, something has to give. And that is why, and that, all of a sudden, there's this huge influx. And I think I see it a lot on social media. And maybe it's that more people are willing to talk about it, but women with things moms with anxiety moms with depression moms with and it's like why are moms suffering like yes we live in a broken and fallen world but god did not create moms to suffer he didn't create us just to get through the bible says he gave us life and life abundantly so he wants us to live abundantly and he wants us to live blessed and I don't want to come off as saying like, oh, if you have uh, mental health issues, like you should just get over it because I don't think that's not how you get, but we are trying to think like, well, what's the root cause of all these things? And it's like, yeah, when you're working full time, coming home, cleaning, doing all that stuff, it's hard to have joy in that because you're just burning the candle at both ends. Like something's got to give. And then there's those times and then there's so much demand. Oh no, the... Valentine's cards for the kids. Oh, I forgot to dress my kid in green for St. Patrick's Day. Or, oh, you know, all of a sudden that stuff just starts piling up and piling up. And then on top of all the anxiety and depression, then there's guilt. And the Lord does not want us to live that way. Yeah, and so I do not blame any women who come home and are just exhausted and, you know, are looking to heal themselves Mm -hmm. it's just the way that we do it and and the posts that i see a lot that trouble my heart are um the kind of angry ones like people need to do this and society needs to do this and women are strong and 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 it's like yes i i believe that women are strong and society is evil like we we know that you know it's, it's there's so many parts of the bible where it says every like before Noah's time they were saying every inclination of the human heart was evil And I was like, oh my gosh, is that how we are today? And um, because I think women and, you know, men struggle with anxiety and all these things too. But I think women especially have put, we've put so much on ourselves. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, finally what I had to do when I became a stay-at-home mom, because I wanted to continue working and I always want to work. I'm always looking at the job listings and the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit just all the time has to be like, you... I've set up the life I want for you like and you are able to like do the things that I'm calling you to well sometimes (laughs) you should see my kitchen right now um but you know because I I was like I used to work full-time I can maintain a home full-time I've struggled every day of being a stay-at-home mom between spending enough time with my child and keeping the house clean and cooking And I was, like, I had a really, like, intense job that was more than Mm full-time. Being a stay-at-home mom should be easy compared to that. Yeah. Well, when I came... it, it is. it ain't, girl, it ain't. Well, and it was really convicting for me because when I came home, one of the days I was, like, on my phone, just on social media. And, of course, like, we do this podcast, and part of promoting it is through social media. And my daughter looked at me, and she's like, Mom can you please get off your phone and play with me? And my heart just was like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. But most, I think, moms too who do that, like, have such a hard day. Like, you come home and you just want to veg, And you have nothing left. And I I felt that way many days. I was, like, counting the minutes till my husband got home so I could hand the baby over, you yeah. know? And I was exhausted. And there's also I'm different seasons. Like, Is stances. it bedtime yet? Is it bedtime yet? But... Um, yeah, like you said, in seasons, like it doesn't mean that you're never going to get to work again, but this is a gift that you've been given to be able to, and I think if moms see that more, like stay-at-home moms, um, that if they see that being able to stay at home with your child is a gift because not everybody gets to have that. But I think um, we as a culture have put so much emphasis on, the woman that can do it all and elevator, like breaking these but glass she, ceilings. She doesn't exist. But there yeah, there isn't but a put, woman who can do it all. And we put such an emphasis. If you on are, it, could you please DM us and, and just come us our how you quest do it all? Us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we put such an emphasis on that that we've taken away the value of a woman as somebody who births. What well, we didn't birth our children, but somebody who raises the children, who takes care of the home, who puts the culture in the home, who makes the home look nice, who gives that, like, feminine touch to the home, like, we've put such an emphasis on, like, women can do everything that men can do, women can um, raise to the corporate ladder, women can do this, women can, that, we've kind of disintegrated the value of women in the home. Yeah, and it's sad because um, I think women have proved it that we can do anything boys can do better. We proved it. Now let's go do what is so good, (laughs) which is, you know, I think childhood is something that culture is also trying to like, um, just get through. We get through childhood so Mm -hmm. that we can be adults. And, and I, I see all these posts that are problematic because they're like, you're raising little people that will be adults someday. And that is so true. But for a very, very, very short time, they're going to be kids. Yeah, so let them be kids. And that's my biggest thing as a preschool teacher. Um, when I was teaching preschool, there would be some parents, like, w- really concerned. Like, make sure they're knowing their numbers. Make sure they're knowing their letters. Make sure they're knowing. I want to see worksheets home every yeah, single day. Make sure they're doing everything that they need to be doing to prepare for kindergarten. it's like, oh, yeah, they'll be prepared for kindergarten. Don't worry. But there's so much learning that happens through play. Like yes, there needs to be consistency. There needs to be a schedule. There needs to be all that, you know, to help the children um know what's coming because without that there's just chaos, you know. But there's so much learning that happens in play. Like even if you ever just spy on your kid and just watch them play, like free play with their dolls or with it's so amazing. To hear the little things that they say and it's so cute because they're learning and when well, I will tell you guys I'm a stay-at-home mom who has time to play with her child so I, I don't want people who are like gosh I don't play with my kid I never want those people to feel guilty because like I, I have but I have the um, <laughs> but I I have the time and I am NOT a mom that like sits and plays I don't like play games or dolls I'm trying to push myself to do it more because I know it's a weak spot of mine. Um, but I just, it's very hard for me. But Rachel is a mom who's very, very good at playing with her kid. Oh, but that doesn't mean I always enjoy it. Like, my daughter, loves, like you do. My daughter loves board games and she loves playing in her dollhouse. And, but... It's also good to let the kid know that the day isn't always centered around them. Like, mom has stuff she needs to get done, but also just including the kids in the everyday. Like, yesterday I had to clean the refrigerator out, and it was really easy for her to take everything out of the fridge and put it on the counter. Like, that's all her height, and I pulled up a little chair, and she put all the condiments on the chair. And yes, it was really frustrating when I was trying to like get inside the fridge and clean it, and she's sitting in the fridge like scrubbing herself, and it's like, "Hey, mom, you're in my way." Like, I'm you like, probably yeah, could have done it faster if you just yeah, do it yourself. I could have done it twice as fast. But um, then we had that time together, and then she felt so proud. And when her dad got home, she like opened up the fridge and was like, oh, "Daddy, look at what we did." And he's like, "Oh wow, thank you guys." And well, and you know, I did see a post the other day that was encouraging because I think there's so many good things about social media. I hope. We've been kind of nagging on it lately. Which I love social media, so yeah. don't even get me wrong. It's like but a lovely there's so many good and bad things. But I heard a lady, she was talking about how her sitter canceled last minute. And she had to take her daughter with her to work. And she kind of had to ignore her daughter all day. I think her daughter was like five. So she was just old enough to be able to kind of entertain herself. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, she got to her daughter. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Today must have been so boring for you. And the daughter was like... This was the best day ever, Mommy. Take me to work with you every time. Oh. And um, I loved it because I was like, you know, we just have to bring, you know, obviously not everyone has a job where they can take their kid to work with them. But um, I love the idea of just bringing your child in to even your own self-care. Because, yeah. like, we, oh, my watch is telling me I'm being sedentary i was too long just saying, i was just going to talk about um walking and something that is so relaxing is walking and mm-hmm. finding a quiet neighborhood to walk in or going to a park and doing the loop and like um, just letting your child kind of run ahead of you. One of my girlfriends had the idea. She said, oh, you send them on little scavenger hunts and say, go find five leaves. And they run ahead and go find. And you get to walk and just listen to nature and hear them laughing in the background. And mm-hmm. that's still more stressful than if I, if I got to go on a walk by myself. Yeah. That would be more of like self-care if i got to lay in a bathtub with epsom salts and like cucumbers over my eyes i would seriously do that and live in the bathtub all day long and sometimes like you need that but i think what is hard for this is the hard pill to swallow is that when you have young kids that is just not the season of life you're in yeah like there will be a day where you can take long baths or um, a shower that lasts more than five minutes, where you're worried that your kids aren't killing each other while you're in the shower. You know, there will be a day where you're not doing hundreds of loads of laundry or that you're not having to go grocery shopping for a full house of kids. You're not, that day will come, and then I can guarantee you that you'll be missing those days. Which I saw somebody would, um, say that teach your daughters to enjoy the things of motherhood at a young age. Like I think we put it on our daughters so much. Like you need to go to college. You need to get a good job. You need to like, you know, you put you, we are we are putting that pressure on our, on our daughters. And those are all really At good again, things. Age. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing things. You yeah, know, Natalie and I went to college. I know? loved it. I would not trade my college experience for anything. I think it solidified my my values. I feel like it challenged my values. I met really amazing people. I got to serve with really amazing people. And now I have the ability to, you know, if my husband died or something happened, if he got disabled, I I would be able to work and provide for our family. And that is a privilege. Going yeah. to college is a privilege that most of the world doesn't get. Yeah. And women, girls, girls don't get to go to school. I, you know, something I just tell my daughter all the time I don't know how much she understands of it, but like, and your daughter too. Is girls didn't get to go to school. There's a lot of places in the world where girls don't get to go to school, and so it's really important that we take our privileges as women. We get to vote. I take Mm -hmm. my daughter with me when we vote, and I say a hundred years ago, women didn't get to vote. That was Mm -hmm. that was not long ago. There are people living, yeah, that were around when women couldn't vote, and I hope we're not sounding contradictory, like, oh. Education is important. Oh, but also learning it's just there's that balance. I think that we've that's what self care is this balance between selfishness, self care. I think we've just gone way over the line with where we're at that like I like we said before that now our children, even as young women are feeling this pressure, like, okay, how am I gonna do it all? And to let our girls know, you know, teach them, teach your girls to cook and your sons. Teach your children to cook. Teach your children how to clean up after themselves. Teach your children um, discipline. Because if we're going to live in a culture where women work, men need to do homemaking too. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they call it, I think some scholars call it like unpaid labor. That women, generally speaking, do most of the unpaid labor. Yeah. And Because um, if we had to pay for someone to cook and clean and nanny... That would probably cost us more than I could make working. Yeah, you well, know, and that's kind of where we're at right now too. Uh, one of the reasons I'm staying home is by the time we pay for childcare, the take home would not be that much, and I would be away from her most of the day, and then still have to come home, still have to cook and clean and all that stuff. And I will say, my husband is very helpful. He yeah, that's really the thing me. is like I feel like Christian men are are at least if they're you know there's mm-hmm. definitely some. Some churches that don't teach well, but um, you know, my husband doesn't see it that way. He gets off work and he is on his mm-hmm. dad. And yesterday, actually, so he's salary, so he doesn't get paid by the hour, but he had a project he was trying to finish. He's a computer programmer, he works from home, and he came home at 4 30, which okay, he works from home. He steps out of his office and says, Honey, I'm home. And uh, we run up and we hug him and kiss him and say, we're excited to see you. We've been trying to teach my daughter that to be like excited to see dad when he comes home, you know, Um, quote unquote, he never left home. But anyways, Um, but he came and he was on and he asked me questions about my day and we ate dinner together. And I went to small group and he puts her to bed and does all the um, bedtime stuff. Um, We do it together on nights that one of us is not a small group but when I have small group he does everything and um he when I got home he was in his office working again I was like what are you doing and he said because he hardly ever has to work more than 40 hours a week but he was like which is a huge privilege but he was like oh I just needed to finish a project and then he's like it's okay right I, I got off work and I I loved all my family and spend time with you so it's okay that I'm working again it was like he was afraid to be working again, like that I would be mad that he was working again, yeah, and see, I was like my husband he get he goes to work at like four am and then he comes home and he works a hard laborist job, and then he sits on the floor, and I could tell it's just like his body is in pain, but he sits on the floor and plays dolls with her because they met these men, real men aren't just gonna come home and and put their feet up and say, you know, bring me dinner woman, you know, like, but there are things that I do as a stay at home mom that serve my husband and bless him that I didn't get to do when I was working. Yeah. Like that's the thing too, is I love, um, it's not this thing like, Oh, dinner needs to be on the table when I get home. That's never the expectation. I mean, if he came home and I was like, I'm really tired. Can we order something out? He would totally be like, yeah. Or do you want me to make something like he is not below that, though it's not the best yeah that's like, usually my. like I don't want to if he says if he says oh I can make something my daughter you could just see her face like Ll-l-l. like she's like oh no and she'll be like daddy are you cooking like she says it was such panic <laughs> it's it's such just different gifting well and it's so wonderful that she sees that too and but then there are things that And he just likes to do for me. like, he takes out the trash. And it's not like, you're the man, so you take out the trash. He just likes to do that for me. He tells me. He's like, I just like to do this for you.
1: And so I just
0: like to clean for um, I like to cook for you. So when you come home, you have a nice hot meal after you just did all that hard work. And not saying that I didn't do hard work at home. But then he also does the bedtime routine. Like, I don't put her to bed. I give her a bath and give her a kiss and a hug and then he lets me have time in the word that's like my time to journal and read my bible while he puts her to bed. Well and that's the thing like I I think the problem is women aren't getting any breaks. Mm-hmm. They're they're going and going and going and and you know it's easy to quantify a job. You mm-hmm. go to job for a certain amount of hours and you get paid for those those hours. But when you work, you know, maybe you're taking care of your aging parents. Maybe you're taking care of young children. You're organizing the schedules of teenagers. Like, the social calendar even yeah. falls on the wife a lot mm-hmm. of times. And I think it's because, like, God's made us that way. We're good at those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But we're just doing way too much. And I just, you know, when when I was working, Zachary and I, my husband, we Divided housework 50 50. Mm-hmm. And he, honestly, he probably did more housework than I did. Um, I had a more demanding job than he did. And uh, there was a period of our marriage where I made more money than him. Mm-hmm. And um, he was not. Weird about it. He was like, "Sweet, my wife makes money, like <laughs> you know." And he bringing home the bacon. Literally, <laughs> I love bacon. I actually asked my husband to pick up bacon on his way home. So are bringing home the bacon um, today. bringing the bacon. I, I, you know, I think our modern world—we don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yes, we mm-hmm. can work. We're not saying all of you working moms need to quit your jobs and come stay home. Because when you're a stay-at-home mom, there's so much pressure. To be the perfect mom. If you're gonna have all this time to be a mom, you need to be the perfect mom, or you need to have a side hustle. How many women are actually only stay-at-home moms? Yeah. Nowadays, everyone's Mm -hmm. got some kind of side hustles. They sell on eBay. They restore furniture. They babysit other people's kids. Yeah, even we write for adoption.com. Yeah, we make so much. We make like a hundred dollars a month. (laughs) I'm just kidding. If we write, I like it to be more than that. You know, like, (laughs) but you we have this podcast for that reason to use our brains and to you know and my husband has to remind me uh, probably at least once a week you are more valuable to me as a stay-at-home mom yeah like he's like you bring so much value to our home and that is a controversial statement it is because well and there's a huge thing right now with daycare there's uh there's not enough daycare there's not enough daycare there There's bad daycare, if you got it. (laughs) And they're not paying workers enough. And so it's kind of funny because it's like, oh, these workers are being paid to do the mom role, but they're being paid next to nothing to do that role. But then people complain that daycare is so expensive. So now you have, like, this big disimbalance of all these women that are wanting to go to the workplace, yet they have no child care for their kids. But then when they do find child care, it's, like, pretty much half their paycheck more well and then i also the other thing that this kind of goes back to our conversation earlier is women used to have their mothers mm-hmm. women used to have their mothers and mother-in-laws around yeah. and they could drop and now we're like i don't want to live 50 miles from my mother-in-law no, i'm just kidding i, I would love be, my mother-in-law I, know. I wish she lived here it would be so nice to have that because both natalie and i we don't live close to our mother-in-laws my mother in law's like like seven and a half hours away and my mom is like 12 hours away but yeah but even Rachel and I don't have to pay for babysitting because we share babysitting with each other Mm -hmm. and so like you know well I'll pay like the teenagers that watch her every once in a while but we do no I mean when we watch each other oh yeah we don't we don't charge each other other, we just pay each other avocados and love I know (laughs) she brought me avocados the other day and I was like oh so nice (laughs) but then you bring me stuff all the time and Rachel like the other day I had a migraine and Rachel came and picked my daughter up and took her to school and picked her up like those are things that are just wonderful 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 things to have and we talked about that in last week's episode yeah and we don't want to be like we're it's so awesome that we have all these awesome things for our awesome stay-at-home awesome mom like like I don't my I just hope it's so hard sometimes in a podcast to really get the heart across because my heart is I would love to just, for every mom, to be able to have, like, a massage, foot massage every night. Yeah, and and getting their nails done. And and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I've, like, watched my friend's kids so they can go get a massage or mm -hmm. they can go get a pedicure. And they can, you know, all those things are okay. They're not bad things. But I think we need to find the things that give us life. And that is, you Mm -hmm. know, worship. Turn on a worship song while you're making dinner or... Um, you know, oh, what was the other thing I was thinking of? even taking a walk is so close to God. I feel so close to God when I'm in nature. Well, I feel like you find the joy when you're closer to the Lord. So there's all this self-care, self-care, self-care self, 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 self self. It's all about self, but what are we called as human beings to be? Are we called to be individualistic, self-centered people? Is that what we're called to be? No. And I find so much joy in serving other people. Yeah. We're called to be, literally we are called to be servants. Yeah. And moms get to be the servants of all. We get to, it is a blessing that we get to be the nurturers of our family and the nurturers of our, of our husbands too. And I mean, he is a grown man. He can make his own lunch and he does, yeah. you know, but if I have a little bit more capacity, like actually I don't remember the last time I made him lunch. I think it was when we were like newlyweds and I was still like oh <laughs> but I didn't have a job at the time. I was I was going to school part-time that summer. And so I was basically like a stay at home wife. That's nice. <laughs> it, just, like, it was so nice. I, like, made, I was like was like I was uh, probably the only time you're I You're like, moved. I wore pearls and had my apron yeah. and, and my not, high heels. And no, I was you know just No, kidding. I don't even think I was that. I, I was, was like never wear high heels. I cannot wear them without breaking my ankle. I literally can't even but I can't even you know, um I think it's such a beautiful thing that we get to serve and serve our families by working or serve our families by being stay-at-home moms Yeah. or serve our families and maybe it's just a season you're like I'm working really hard to get out of debt so someday my family can do this or um, I work because I don't have the capacity to be a stay-at-home mom I think it's really hard and so you work so that you can pay someone else to do some of the tedious caregiving so that you can come home and be mom like I know someone who who loves their job they're incredibly good at it And they come home, and they're 100% with their kids. Mm -hmm. And she's like, if I was with my kids all the time, um, I would go crazy. She's like, but I get to go work, enjoy my work, and I come home, and I leave my work at work, and I come home, and I just love all my kids. And they get really good things from their preschool and daycare, and I get really good things from working. But then when they're a family, they are 100% a family. Mm -hmm. And she feels like she's a better mom. She doesn't – she, you know, uses – the money she makes to have a house cleaner and um mm. and daycare and she gets to come home and just do all the fun things of being a mom
1: yeah, honestly so that she does the
0: best job ever <laughs> Like could just do all the fun stuff and not have to do any of the toilet cleaning where on the other hand there's all different personalities like i like being a stay-at-home mom i prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and this year when I started working at the preschool, I was approached and I was like, oh, that will be really nice to have that job to be able to um, bring in a little bit of extra income, but also to help pay for my daughter's schooling. And so she could still stay in school, but then that didn't work out, but... The thing is, too, is I loved being part of that team at the church who just loved on those kids. And but it was just, only part-time. It was only half-day. Yeah, it was just a half-day. But since I've come to stay home, I just realized how much I give a gift it is because I'm giving my family 100%, which before, even though it was only part-time, it's like, oh, <clears throat> this much goes to my job, and then this much goes to my family. You can't give 100% to your job and 100% to your family. And you shouldn't like, you know, I love the example my husband had the other day. He's like, and there's a lot of people in his company that work way more hours than he does. And he, he loves his job. He likes, he would work longer every day if he could. And I was reading an article. A lot of men do that. Um, A lot of men work more hours than women because they feel like they're better at work than they are at home. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to deal with like domestic stuff, and a lot of women feel that way too. They're like, "Well, I," and honestly, I feel that way. I feel like I was a much better person work. Like I felt like I was really good at my job, but I am not a very good homemaker. Mm-hmm. Like I am not a naturally good homemaker. I literally have to write down when I'm gonna mop the floor, when I'm gonna do the bathroom, when I'm gonna, and I, I have to really. Seek the Lord to find joy in those tedious little tasks. I'm really not organized with cleaning or cooking. I'm a good cook, but I am so disorganized. I'm like, so learning how to shop on a budget, being a stay-at-home mom. Like when I was working, we had a lot more, like, what's it called? Leeway in our budget. I didn't have to penny pinch. We were dinks, double income, no kids. (laughs) um, But we had double income, no kids, and um, so... We we could go out to eat more. Mm-hmm. We could plan last minute what we were going to cook and go to the store and buy expensive ingredients. Yeah. We could... Um, Wait till the last minute to buy something and pay more money for it. Mm-hmm. We can't do that now. I have to plan the groceries every week. I have to plan a month yeah. in advance for things. I have to like look at coupons and think about how I'm gonna pay for something and and yeah. order something off mm-hmm. of an obscure website and yeah, that's same for us. Like we spend like time saving up. Like we just bought our daughter a new bed. She's graduated out of the toddler bed. <laughs> it's like so weird and so we wanted to buy something that's gonna last her hopefully till she's older we want it to not just last for just a couple years we want this to be a nice sturdy bed for a while and so we finally bought her a bed but it wasn't just like we could just be like okay let's go buy this expensive bed it had to be like okay let's put this much aside every month and then we'll have enough to buy her a bed and so we just bought it and but some people don't have to don't have to live like that some people are like oh I'm just going to get this. And this is a season. Like, there will be a time when my kids are in school, and I probably could go get a part-time or full-time job again. Yeah, and same here. I, and I I long for that, you guys. I wish so much to have a job. I would love to have a job, but I know that God's called me to this very, very important job right now. And so, but coming back to the self-care topic, I think, as a stay-at-home mom, I need certain things. Mm -hmm. I need to take care of myself. I need to exercise. I need to eat well. And I need my husband's support for that a lot of times and my community support. And so like we, you know, my husband gets a week off every once in a while because his company works with Argentinians and they have like crazy festivals all the time and take a lot of time off work. And so he'll take time off and he'll be like, do you want a day off? And he, and I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, I get days off on the weekends from work, but you never get days off. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was like, well, what would it look like? And he, I like literally couldn't understand what a day off as a stay at home mom would look like. And he's like, I am you for a whole day and you can go do whatever you want. And I was like, I thought about it. And finally I was like, you know what? I don't really feel like I need that because you're so supportive throughout the week. And maybe when we have more kids, I would be like, bye, I'm halfway to Vegas, but I, (laughs) I Didn't feel like I needed that because on the weekends, my husband lets me sleep in on Saturdays. And he gives me a couple hours on Saturdays to just go be a human being and to go get my thing special for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. but because he knows at the end of the day that I give so much and he feels like, it's so funny. He feels like his full-time job is not as much as what I do. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me because... He works so hard, and he has a very mentally difficult yeah. job. And, you know, last night he was up till midnight coding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My husband, he has a laborious job, and then he'll say stuff like that, too. And I'm like, really? I feel like, I, like I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. I'm sleeping. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I think if we both are living to serve each other, then it does make carrying the burden of a family much easier. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I did, you know, we don't have a weekly date night. We maybe go on a date, like, once a month or less and I said you know in this season we don't need that as much in the next season we have more kids and we're like we'll probably need more marriage care you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. and there's some families they don't go on date nights but they every maybe once or twice a year they go on a weekend or a week-long thing with no kids yeah. and to them that's what their marriage needs and sometimes mm-hmm. I think moms I think we're going to do a a woman's weekend one of these times. We're just going to go get an Airbnb in the mountains and just go be women. That giggle and laugh and stay up till midnight. It's like, don't you really miss slumber parties? Like, I know. That's what I, I'm like, I'm sad. I don't have that anymore. I know. I, and I remember like. And living with girl roommates. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I hated it, but. Well, I, it's so funny. I remember when I was like eight, I think I was like 18. It was my senior year. And it was like one of the last slumber parties. And I remember just looking at my friend. I'm like wait a minute, when we're, like, married and have families and kids, can we still have slumber parties? And my friend was like, well, duh. But that's, like, your 18-year-old self. But now to think, like, planning a slumber party with your friends and your kids, like, it sounds really fun. But it would not. Rachel's looking at my face right now. What's my face? It's You're just, like, uh no, trying to get, like, just even if three of the friends got together, we'd have like ten kids. Like, trying that's to get the all thing. I'm like, all oh, y'all keep having but children. But when we have like girls' weekends, like every that once was in a while, chair. <laughs> every once in a while, like we have a sister who lives about seven hours away. We'll like meet halfway, and we'll have. We last time we had a girls' a sister's weekend because I can't say girls' weekend because she has three boys. But the cousins had so much fun. We put them all to sleep in the like little. And then we stayed up whisper talking. I know, like all night long. And it was fun, but we probably couldn't have done more than two days, you know, because then you're exhausted. The kids are exhausted. and But it was so much fun to do things like that. And so I think it is important to, like, try to plan things like that if you can. But um, I think that's why I, community is so important. Go back yeah. to last week's episode if you haven't listened to it. And listen to it. Building community is what allows you to do these things. Yeah. I mean, we're very blessed to have it in our own like family family, but like also we we planned a friend's birthday party mm -hmm. and um it was it was ingenious. So we planned it so that all the men, the husbands, would be at, you know, one location. Yeah, we had it at a friend's house. And um, because we didn't want to just like Sometimes, though, you just want to have time with your girlfriends. and mm-hmm. But all of our friends share the same babysitters. So yeah. we couldn't go out with guys and girls. And so we had Well, to... and also, too, like, it's hard as a mom... Even if you're in a place where you can say like, "Oh yeah, kids, go play, run free," you still don't get uninterrupted conversations with each other because your kids are constantly like, "I need a drink of water," or "I skin my knee," or "This." And you being always have me. it when you know your kids are on the premise. Even you just always are keep, keep it keeping. Yeah, them. you're 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 so, not completely engaged in the conversation like you'd like. So to be. we knew our girlfriend wanted a girls' night out. She had been just craving it, and so we planned it. The husbands and um, the teenagers. Um, Went and the teenagers kind of helped because, you know, not everyone has a husband, but the teenagers helped with all the kids and we put all the kids and husbands at one location and they just played and ran crazy and had fun and we ordered a pizza for them and, well, not one pizza. I was just about to say one pizza. We <laughs> that ordered- would be enough for my husband. No. Yeah. <laughs> so we ordered pizzas for them, and then we all went out to kind of a bougie, nice restaurant. And it's yeah. not something we do very often, but we all came, and there was like 20 of us, and we just laughed, and we told our stories, and we got to talk about adult conversations that you don't get to talk about around kids. Yeah, even one of our friends was like, you know, it's really hard for 20 people to get together and have a conversation, but it the. The conversation just went so smoothly and yeah because we played some games or we took turns answering questions about you know who has the youngest kid and the oldest kid and who's been married the longest or who who's what's the furthest someone's traveled and then then you know someone raised their hand like where'd you go and then they get to tell the story about what they did in college or what they did yeah you know because a lot of us don't know each other out of the context of motherhood well and we got to like we did, it how did you meet your spouse? And that was a really cute one. I got to hear everybody's stories and it's so fun. And like, how'd you become a Christian? How did, you know, and we get to tell, these are the like deeper, you know, things. And I loved it because then after we all ate, we went back to the house that had all the kids running crazy. And uh, we ate cake with the husbands and the kids. And so it was still a family affair, but it was more, um, it was more of a, we got to do the girl thing and it was so filling and edifying yeah. and um but then my husband said when all the men were standing around and the kids were running crazy that i think the men can handle it better too they don't need oh, yeah. to micromanage what the children are doing mm-hmm. so they just let them go free but he's like um i feel like the women planned it so that we'd be here with all the kids <laughs> I was like, my husband's like that's exactly what they did yeah they did they <laughs> planned it that way <laughs> oh but it was i think we're gonna do that at least a couple times a year but it was so fun yeah just to be able to and then when it was one of the guys' birthdays a little like a few months later the guys went out mm-hmm. and were like okay yeah you guys go out they did but like, i think the expectation is oh the women are gonna watch the kids like if i go to the beach with my family it ends up me being the one who watches the child. And that's, that's okay. It just happens that way. And so, but we have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. I, we go to the beach and I say, honey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z and you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And because we're a team. And I think when you, I, I didn't mean for the podcast to kind of go this way, but when you're working in a team with your spouse and if you don't have a spouse with your community and working together and loving each other and working together, I said working together twice. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's more, it's, it's not, you don't get burned out to the point where you need all this self care. Yeah. Does that, because mm-hmm. the self care comes from your relationships, you know? And I think to self care, like in itself, we see self care as a spa day and which honestly, I would love to have that. But the problem is, is that isn't going to fill your soul long term. You may feel good for that day and be like, Oh gosh, that was so nice. But the next day you're going to be woken up at 6 a.m. to like a crying child or a crying baby or wherever you're at in your life. Or a teenager who's like, oh shoot, I needed to do this project and I have school in an hour, you know. Um, So we are, what we wanted to reiterate is how do we get this long lasting self Where should we get our, you know, it's, it reminds me of the story of the woman at the well. Yeah. In the Bible and she's coming for water and Jesus is sitting there and if you don't know the story it's it's a beautiful beautiful story but she comes up to him and um and she's like do you want me to draw you water and he's like i have water that you'll drink and you'll never be thirsty again and she was like oh tell me where this water is because i'm sick of schlepping this water and we think womanhood is so hard now but imagine having to like Go yeah. carry her water home. But um this woman was coming at this weird time of day because she was kind of an outcast in the town. Mm-hmm. And and um, Jesus he said, Go he said something about going to get her husband and, and she said I, I don't have, don't have a. a husband. And Jesus is like, That's true. You don't you've had five husbands and the man you're with now you're not married to. And you think Jesus saying that would make her like be mad at him, <laughs> but she was like yeah, like kind of an offensive thing to say, like, well, geez. But it was more like, uh, and how do you know these things? How do you know? And he spoke to her in such a loving way. And he gave her self-care that was going to last the rest of her life. He gave her water, which was the hope of himself, of Jesus Christ. The hope of being free from this life of sin. From not having to go from man to man to man to get water. Yeah, because there wasn't a person on the world that was going to make her feel And you could tell usually if somebody's been married that many times, what are they chasing for? They're chasing for love. Yeah, and she found it at the well that day because she runs to the town and tells everyone, and she says, she says, this man told me everything I've ever done. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, if someone told me everything I ever done, I would. I uh, know, I'd be I'd like, like five days be- of bread. I'd be <laughs> like, oh, in the other direction. Okay, Lord. <laughs> but I think we need to seek the self care that doesn't come from a fancy Instagram post. (laughs) We need to find the self-care. That doesn't come from an Instagram post. You know, I take baths. They help me. They Mm -hmm. help me be relaxed. They help me. We take walks. There are all these things you can do to care for yourself. That is not bad at all. But if we only do that, if we do it for self-gain, for Mm self-lifting, we miss out on the best things of life. Well, and that'll burn out so fast. It'll burn out so fast. So fast. Whereas when you um, fill yourself with the Holy Spirit and time with the Lord. And time with friends that build you up. And time, Mm -hmm. even time with my children that's edifying. My I only have one child, but (laughs) it feels like more sometimes. But Mm -hmm. um, I used to be a teacher, you know. And parents would come to me. Like, I'm some expert on teenagers. Gosh, I did not. I don't even. I, I still think about some of the things teenagers do. And I'm like what is their life? Laugh? <laughs> what is your law? But teenagers, they, um, they're reporting the highest amount of like teen suicide and depression and anxiety in teenagers. And parents would come to me and they'd be like, what do I do to help my teen? I've done X, Y, and Z. I've have them in counseling. I have them in pills. And I say, you know what you should have them do is go serve at a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. I said, have them go clean up dirty roads. And they're like, oh. and then they act like they're above that. And I'm like, You know what? Service is what gives us meaning in life and fills us up. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to feel down and out about yourself when you're giving food to a person that's been living on the streets for 20 years. Oh, yeah. I think the lowest times in my life when I've gone to serve others is the best way to come outside of myself. And we're not just saying, like, if you're depressed or anxious or any of that. That's not the only thing that needs to Get over it and come outside of yourself. But honestly, serving other people will help with all those things. Because you you do feel good, like, when you help. Um, And, for example, you know, I used to work in a group home. And those were kids who came from, like, horrific backgrounds. Like I can't even go into the details of some of the things that those kids have gone like, through and seen. There's horror movies that are less scary than what some of these children yeah. have survived. And horrific. And there's a reason they're in a group home instead of a foster family is because of the behaviors and all that caused by their trauma. And we would go, we take the boys and one time we took them and handed out sandwiches to homeless people under uh, literally under a bridge. And they were just so in shock and so compassionate. Like one of the little boys was like, where does he sleep? And he, I was like, Oh, he sleeps right here. And he was like, oh, oh. and realizing like my life is so horrible, but I have a bed. <laughs> like I get to sleep in at night, you know? And so it was so good. It was so funny. One of them, like the, one of the homeless guys was like, Hey man, why are you guys doing this? And you know, I was going to answer with like, because we just want to show love, like no strings attached. And he's like, the little boy goes, because you're homeless. <laughs> like, I was like, like oh my goodness. Like, why are you asking us this? Like He was like you eight know. years old. He was like, uh, because you're homeless. <laughs> like, something that's hard for me is to see serving my family as enjoyable. Yeah, it feels really good to go to like a, a soup kitchen and get people. Yeah. Or to, you know, go to a woman's shelter. But I've been asking the Lord, like when I see the dishes done at the end of the night, let me feel as good about that mm, and like yeah. when my husband eats a meal and he's like this is really good may just be so filled with joy that mm-hmm. I get to serve them and my child can't speak and she can't tell me thank you for all the things that I do for her but just you know I get frustrated I'm putting on her shoes I'm doing this it's a very physical period of, of parenthood right now mm-hmm. and just be like you know what I'm not going to have this in a few years, and I'm going to miss it. And just, yeah. Lord, help me see this. And, you know, when she goes to bed, I get to go be a grown-up and do the things I want. But sometimes I sneak back in there, and I give her a kiss while she's sleeping, and I just watch her sleep because I I know that this is going to go so fast. And I've talked to too many elderly people that said, I wish I would have done this when I was young. Well, even my grandparents say all the time, they're like, you will not realize how fast your life goes. Like, my grandparents are, like, in their late 80s or... I'm not quite sure how old they are, but they're older. <laughs> Sorry if you listen, Grandma and Grandpa. No, <laughs> they're older. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandpa says all the time, even last Christmas, he was like, I just cannot believe how fast life has gone by. He's like, it seems like just yesterday I was a teenager, and all my kids are grown, all my grandchildren are grown. It's He's like, and now I'm meeting great-grandchildren, and even my great-grandchildren are growing, and... It's crazy, like it does fly yeah. so fast. And I've heard on social media posts that you shouldn't tell a mom struggling with late nights, like, "Oh, enjoy every minute. It's gonna go by so fast." Like, of course you're not gonna enjoy every minute. I, when we were potty training, I did not enjoy taking a poop full of underwear and <laughs> like, a poop full of underwear. <laughs> I did not enjoy underwear filled with poop and taking it off my daughter and having to clean her up and the grossness so sorry if that's tmi but i did not enjoy that i cannot tell you that i would take those off and be like oh this is so well and i did not enjoy being woken up at 3 a.m every night for three months and but i will tell you that when she has a bad dream and she's scared in the middle of the night she gets up and she runs to my side of the bed Mm -hmm. because i was the one that went and and because when she was in an orphanage, she cried out and no one came to her. Mm. And so I said when I became a mom, if she even cries for the littlest reason, I'm going to run in there and comfort her until she knows that that she's comforted. And that's something my husband and I decided ahead of time. First of all, my husband cannot wake up. He does not hear anything in the middle of mm-hmm. the night. She would be crying in our bed for an hour, and he would wake up the next day and be like, oh, she slept through the night. no she she didn't she was in our bed crying for an hour how did you not hear that but that's something we decided that i would do and i'm so glad during that time it was horrible i hated it i hated not sleeping sleeping is probably my the biggest thing i do for self-care i love sleeping i love sleeping in um but now that i look back i'm like i have this special relationship with her that Yeah. I'm so glad I taught her that when you cry in the night someone comes and takes care of you. Yeah. There's gonna be plenty of times in motherhood where it's not enjoyable, but that doesn't mean you don't have to have a spirit of joy. You don't have to victimize yourself in motherhood. I think that's a big thing too is moms like to victimize themselves, make them victims of their children. And it's like no, you're not a victim. This is a this is the life that this is the best job. You get to do this and um, even help cleaning your kids up up after an accident you're working towards not having to do diapers and that is a huge thing to celebrate but also when the diapers are gone and you're not helping them buckle into their car seats anymore again like don't you I I remember how like when I'd carry my daughter in her infant car seat how the pain in my arm how I would just feel that pain and, well, there, even before my daughter, there was this time where we were fostering. And you can hear our whole foster story in an earlier podcast. But there was a little girl that I brought home from the hospital, and I had her older three siblings for, like, two years. And I remember the, how much my back and my arm would hurt carrying the car seat, uh, that infant car seat, you know, in and out of the car, and it's on your arm, and you're, like, are switching arms, you know, as you're walking into things. And I remember after reunification, which means they went home, with their parents, which was their so bio their biological parents, which was so wonderful and that's a beautiful story. But I remember getting out of the car and walking back into my home and being like, Oh, the pain is gone. I don't feel that pain of the car seat that was on my arm. My arms felt so light and so empty. And so there oh, will Rachel. be one day and there will be one day when our arms will be empty. And so even though our arms are full, we don't have our own personal space, we don't have our time, we have to like hide in our rooms to like eat a snack so your kids don't come running asking for a bite, you know, like they'll, and even just heating up that coffee over and over and over again. It can feel overwhelming and I don't want it to seem like moms, like don't have a right to have those feelings. But give those feelings back to the Lord and ask the Lord to give you a newness. His mercies are new every morning. They have to be, especially when you've been up all night. You need a new start every day. Yeah, his mercies are new every morning, and he has a peace that surpasses all understanding. So I hope the takeaway is not that self-care is bad. It's Mm -hmm. okay to pamper yourself. It's okay to have a spa day. It's okay to get a massage. I get massages sometimes. It's very rare because takes, like, four months to get in there. I oh, a massage. I know. But I get it through my insurance. That's the only reason I do it. <laughs> but, um, you know, and taking a walk. And I get breaks. Like, my husband gives me breaks. Like, And, you know, people are legally required to have breaks when they work, you know. Yeah. And so we, we need breaks. We're not saying that all those things are bad. But recharging the Lord. And it's yeah. almost like you get, like, a double, you know, I can sit and veg instagram reels Mm -hmm. and they make me feel good they're so quick you like get it could be like the whole nap time i'll be like just to go i'm like i'm gonna go just watch a few reels and then all of a sudden i hear i'm awake and i'm like oh no yeah or (laughs) i just spent all nap time (laughs) that's not nothing in and of itself it's not bad but if i could have spent that time just praying or taking a walk or you know, or listening to worship music or playing Mm -hmm. worship music, I feel, it's like I get a triple charge versus, exactly. like, I might feel a little bit better after a massage, but I'm going to feel so much better after, you know, an hour of a deep conversation with my husband, not just, oh, what did you do? When is school out? What's the, you know, when we actually say, what are your dreams? Yeah. You know, we had coffee the other day. And we had a free 20 ounce drink. And so we got it for free. And then we shared it. And it, cool. we do that too. it reminded me of us dating because we were so poor. Like <laughs> we had so no money when we were first dating. Where you're buying your coffee with like quarters Yeah. your dresser. Like okay. And then <laughs> and, sharing it. <laughs> and um, I didn't marry him for his money. Let's just put it that way. Because we were poor college students. But we just... Cuddled around a fire, cause at this like place that has fires outside, and we just shared our coffee, and it was, it was so life giving. And yeah. he could have went and watched our daughter, and I could have gone there by myself, and it would have been life giving too. I would have sat there by myself and just looked at the fountains. And mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed it both ways. But you know, you gotta. What gives you life? Maybe it's kayaking. Maybe it's doing something dangerous and fun. Um, you know, like when we have kids, sometimes we don't get to do like kayaking or rock climbing and and so like go do the things get life and then come back and get life from your life like i don't want to live a life that i'm always trying to run away from and always trying to get a vacation from and always trying to get a break from don't have a life that you feel like you need to escape from yeah maybe that's what it is and and put it into your life regular connection with God and and recharging in the Lord so that we don't have to have these emergency self-care sessions. It happens sometimes. We go through seasons. But if you are a mom and you are in a place where you are feeling all the joy sucked out, you're feeling stuck and you're feeling alone, that is the time you need to reach out before it hits critical mass. Yeah. Because it will hit. You can't live your life on feeling. If you're feeling just stuck and alone and bitter and all those things you have nothing left to give and you just feel like this is going to be my life please reach out for help if god does not want you to live like that god that would be so heartbreaking to god he wants you to live a good life we're a life have, abundant yeah we're gonna have trials we're gonna have tribulations because we live in a broken world but even the bible says you will have trials and tribulations but take heart for i have overcome the world so yeah. you have a savior who's overcome. You have a savior who's walked through death and back to give you the life that you, that he wants to give you because mm-hmm. he's a good and loving God. So that's my takeaway is to reach out. Not, oh, I'm feeling stressed out and burnt out and lonely and bitter and trapped. So I'm going to take a day to have self-care. No, well, that's... going to drink wine and yeah, complain about my life. And no, that's when you need to reach that's out. That's not self-care. And find, find help. Mm-hmm and so yeah and counseling churches that provide wonderful counseling and they can help you understand the bible and understand how to live a life abundant because mm-hmm. you know yeah there are seasons i spent too much of my life living on fumes and i spent too much of my life holding on to all the emotions and not releasing them and then when we came into a season of release i it just there was nothing left it all exploded right yeah it just but I mean to come back and now rely on the Lord instead of relying on myself and relying on oh I'm going to do this to help myself I'm going to do this to better myself but just focusing on like okay Lord what do you have for me today and all the other stuff comes Mm -hmm. you know all come in line when you focus on the Lord and you just say okay Lord what do I have and sometimes it's like, I have nothing to give, Lord. So I need you to fill me. And he loves us so much. He yeah. will fill us up. Such if a If I God. seek him, I will find him. And he's so... He always gets there. Like, he always finds me there in my he's brokenness. He's so kind. And it says the Lord is the lord is always like natalie said one degree will bring you back again when we were in high school natalie and i had a band oh, with that's... our friends and it wasn't embarrassing at all okay it was <laughs> was a like... little, little bit embarrassing but um you know this as little degrees life isn't these big there are big monumentals but the name of our band was one degree north because if you're navigating on a ship and you're one degree off you will be so off it doesn't yeah. seem like it while you're while you're sailing but it also is all you have to do is adjust one degree back it's and it'll get you back on course and but we we burn out and then we go way over you know overboard and it's crisis after crisis after crisis and um yeah we we i i love the idea of of living a life that i don't want to escape from and also turning everything off every once in a while and just having, the Bible talks about in First Peter 3-4, it talks about having a gentle and quiet spirit. And the Lord mm-hmm. isn't saying you need to be quiet because Natalie and I are both loud. We're we, loud. After, when I'm editing the podcast, I literally have to like turn our voices down and it's still really loud. <laughs> just so loud. Um, we were at the grocery store like a few months back and we were laughing and this lady was like, oh my goodness. Like, we scared an old lady. <laughs> she, was because like, she was like, you just laugh so loud. We were like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, we showed up in the grocery store because you can hear us <laughs> yeah. when we walk through the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're huge dorks. So she was like, oh, she's just a lot loud. So Natalie and I are loud, loud people. So I don't interpret that verse as like, you need to be quiet. But there is a sense of where is your heart? In 1 Peter 3, 4, when it's saying a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious to the Lord. He's not saying like you have to be quiet because the Lord also loves big, bold, passionate prayers. But to quiet yourself and to turn off the noise. Turn off the noise of all the things around you and come to the Lord with a quiet spirit. And your spirit can be quiet even if the kids are running around the house crazy. Your Instapot is, is decompressurizing. It's shh. You know, you can have a lot of, you know, sound but have a quiet spirit. Yeah. And that's where the Lord meets you and recharges you. And there have been days when I literally had no sleep the night before. I was running on fumes and I just said, Lord. Give me supernatural strength. And he gave it to me that day. Yeah. Like, Lord, I just need you. And I was like, oh, it, it'd be, and that was all the self-care I needed that day. Yeah. And it didn't come from me at all. Yeah. <laughs> so is self-care selfish? I don't think so. I think uh, it's a complicated answer. Yeah. But where is your self-care coming from? Uh, thank you guys for listening. You know you can find us on all the social medias. We could talk about this topic a lot. More. Oh, I know. I was just looking at the time of how long we talked. I'm like, my goodness. But we love you guys. We hope that if you have any questions, if you're feeling all these things we've been talking about, burnt out, like you're doing too much, reach out. Find. Uh, we'd love to help you find a community. We'd love mm-hmm. to be your community. Yeah. Um. It takes all of us. Yeah. Our lives it does. are. We make a lot of mistakes too. Yeah. And Mm-hmm. I've made a mistakes where I've isolated myself and I've had miserable times. And it's when you, uh communities where so many yeah. good things happen. And here's the thing is, Natalie and I both are in really great small groups. We are involved in a wonderful church. So if you are looking for a community and you are in the Treasure Valley area, please reach out to us. You can be in our small group. Yeah. <laughs> our, um, our email is instamamas19 at gmail.com. And our Facebook and Instagram is Instamamas, Nat and Rach. Yep. And you can find us on both platforms. And it's in the show notes. Yep. And you guys are wonderful. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.